developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny, and I'm joined by John Long. We're here. And we're going to talk about some more news, I suppose. What was, well, how's your week? Well, it was, well, first of all, it hasn't been that long since we recorded. It hasn't. So everything's been fine since then. So, well, good. How about with you? Eh. <laughs> okay. All it right. beats living in North Korea. Okay. So, all right. That's a uh, good thing. Who is the dictator in your life? <laughs> Can't say. Okay. <laughs> you know, dictator was a, a potato farmer from Fayette, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> Everybody, it's a great name. Everybody called him Dictator. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I uh, had the greatest sweet potatoes around. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been an uneventful few days for us. So, so other than I hollered at a referee at an upward basketball game because he wasn't calling the game fairly. <laughs> and our coach agreed with me. I think it appreciated the backup. Right. But my wife did have to explain to me, as other onlookers are staring at me, that we're just playing upward basketball and it doesn't really matter. You know, they're eight years old. But if we're going to call files on one end, we need to call them on the other end. All right? Yeah, what are you teaching the kids? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, the law should be applied evenly across the board. That's all I'm saying. That's all I wanted. And then the coach did come to me after halftime and said, I talked to the ref and he admitted we were right. And I was like, I know I was right. I wouldn't have hollered. <laughs> of course. If I wasn't right, they were hacking my boy up down there, you know? Yeah. Oh. If I wasn't right, I wouldn't have been hollering. <laughs> <laughs> I may be an unofficial assistant coach from now on. All so, right. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to be, though. Uh, Too much commitment for me. Too much commitment. Yeah. And I don't think Ollie's going to. He's going to stick with basketball anyways. He spends most of his time when he's not in the game uh, doing bottle flips on the bench. He pays no attention right. to anything else that's going on. So, been pretty. Well, maybe he'll become like a championship bottle flipper. Yeah, sure. I'm, I, they'll be that sport one day. It'll be on the X Games or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do you got in the way of odd news? Uh, we're going to talk about book burning. Everybody okay. loves a good book burning. Uh, we're going to talk about a Home Depot employee. And we're going to talk about, hmm, I got, let's talk about Nick Cannon. Okay. Get a little pop culture in there for the for the nice. ladies and, and men. Okay. Well, on my end, we're going to talk about McDonald's menu hacks. I know you're a huge fan of McDonald's. A big fan. Their biggest fan. <laughs> we're going to talk about bobcats and cat burglars. Okay. 
And I wanted to start with this one. And this one isn't like super weird, but I feel like it's interesting. A Florida home is to be sold in novel, non-fungible token deal. Okay. Now. I don't, I'm not, I don't know what NFTs are. Okay. Well, if you, if you don't know what they are, Mm -hmm. you will soon because I really think that 2022, this is going to be the year of the NFT. Now, I just want to ask some base questions here. Okay. As I well, let me make the statement. I, as I understand NFTs, they are like pictures that people draw and then sell on the internet. Correctly, mm-hmm. correct. And so then, if I draw a picture, I sell it to you for what, like a one one thousandth of a Bitcoin. Correct. Is that how it well, works? It doesn't have to be just Bitcoin. Yeah, you, any you kind can of cryptocurrency yeah. or regular currency, or just straight too. up cash. But typically, right? But just because it's easy, it's going to be. Uh, some kind of cryptocurrency. Yes. And then you own that image. And mm-hmm. what do you get from that image? <laughs> like, are you, do, if people want to use, say it's something that's been produced by whatever, like some famous artist, Banksy makes it, and right. other people want to use it, they have to then pay you to use it? Yeah, I would suppose so. Like a licensing fee or whatever? Right. Now, listen... Anybody can take a screenshot, sure, or and, and you know what do whatever with right. it. But like you're saying, like legally, you own that image right. because this NFT, and which also let me say this: it don't have to be just images. Like hypothetically, we could take an episode of this podcast and like put so, it into a program and turn it into an NFT. Okay, and somebody could legally own the rights to episode two hundred five or whatever. Mm. Now, is this, and this is my question, are NFTs a tax workaround like art is in with with our current monetary system? That's my suspicion. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, I, okay, I have, I have no evidence for this. I have no proof of this. Yeah. But it seems like if I was selling something that was not legally supposed to be bought or sold, a yeah. great way to clean my money would be I'm going to give you this these drugs or whatever. Yeah. And in order to pay me, you're going to buy this NFT. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and now, no, and now got I've you. got, you know, cryptocurrency in the value of this NFT. Yes. That I can either cash out or use the NFT itself to generate income for me. And I've purchased it so I can not have to I claim that as a loss on my Operating expenses it's when it's tax time. Yes. Well, it's just art. I mean, it's, that's how the art world works, right? Right. Right. We everybody in the it's world just knows that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody in the world knows that art is like elaborate mon- money laundering and uh, getting rid of tax burden mm-hmm. as well. Uh, just that, like people like me and you can't participate in that because we don't have the income to. Right. Yeah. But now that there's NFTs. Right. Maybe we can participate. In well, that. maybe so. What you need to do now, Tiny, is what rich people do is then take that NFT, declare its value a lot more, and donate it to some foundation and then write that off so you have no taxable income at a loss, really. <laughs> Why are we not doing that? Well, I mean, that's what people do with art. <laughs> Yeah, like we just we need can. to find a nonprofit to take yeah. NFTs. No, no our- we don't need to find a nonprofit. We found a nonprofit. <laughs> we found our own. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, 
Like, this is how the world works, right? Yeah, yeah. And we found our own, and then we donate it to that foundation, the NFT which is Preservation <laughs> Foundation, which, which is, is us. us, yes, at a much inflated cost, right. you know, and then we take the personal, you know, loss, quote unquote, yeah. from our taxable income, and then the foundation's value grows, and then we, in turn, sell that off or do whatever we want to with it. Okay, right now, what's our nonprofit that we're going to start? The the NFT Preservation Foundation. <laughs> for all important NFTs for the future. That's way better than mine. I was going to say we give money to ugly babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We don't want to do anything where we actually have to have a purpose. Okay. Yeah. We just want it to be one big money funnel. And then as a board of directors, of course, we have to take a salary, right? Right. Somebody's got to run the thing, you know? So how does so how does this work? Do We're preserving NFTs. Sure. How do we do that? Do we just have a website where people can, the public, yeah. can look at them? Yeah, they can come and view And maybe them. even use them? Sure. If they want to work out some sort of deal with us, we will, <laughs> we will gladly do that. Yeah, we can also resell them. Yeah. I thought that might be, uh, that might actually work if we if we tell the government, look, we're buying up NFTs and we're allowing the public to use them free of charge. No, not free of charge. <laughs> but... Uh, because we take a salary, we will have to charge them something. Yeah. I mean, the board has to operate or gotcha. the foundation won't exist. Huh. And then we just don't all anything we make, we divide it as our salary. And then we're a nonprofit, right? Because right. we're not making profit. <laughs> that's genius. It's, that's how the world works. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's how all the global elites do it. Yeah. Well, anyway, this... <laughs> I'm so sorry, this, we got away No, 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 that was amazing. I, I enjoyed that. That was very enlightening to me. I can't believe out of the two of us, I'm the one that knows how to skirt tax laws. <laughs> but it has been hinted at that because this is uh, tokenized and this is on the blockchain, and you know, blockchain is I still don't understand reliable, blockchain. Okay. Now, you don't have to go into it. We're going to be here all afternoon. I'm going to I'm, I'm give you the the... I'm going to give you how I understand, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff I don't understand, but basically, okay, different blockchains operate different ways. The first one was Bitcoin, and the way Bitcoin works is, say I send you Bitcoin, well, there has to be computers to process that transaction. Sure. So there's computers all over the world that are processing those transactions. The reason it's called blockchain is because this uh, these transactions are released to these computers as blocks of data. Mm -hmm. So all these computers are actually racing each other, trying to be the first one to process that that block of data. Because if they do that, then they get Bitcoin as a reward. Okay. And when... Part of your Bitcoin? Like you're paying me five, they get... Uh, you know, two percent of that or something. No, no, no. Bitcoin is minted. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I understand that part. And released right. upon the completion of you know blocks of data yeah. that are they should charge mining. a commission. That's too. called mining, by the way. Yeah, right. I understand Bitcoin mining, but they should charge a commission too. They're losing out on revenue. You know, I mean, one hundred percent. We're processing this transaction. We get a commission. Well, if, if talk you, to me, Bitcoin people, <laughs> I just have unlocked well, billions say, of dollars for you. Well, I was going to say if you, what I'm trying to say, if your computer, which you, the way it is now, one computer is not going to do it. You sure. actually have to join. There's a, yeah. entire warehouses right. full of servers that are doing nothing but mining Bitcoin. Right. Yes. 
the reason this is happening is because all these computers are, are simultaneously trying to process all these transactions, that's what makes it secure. In order to hack the blockchain, you would have to hack, like, I don't know, half the network yeah, in right. order to do it. Gotcha. And, you know, Ethereum works a little bit different, but that's basically all this. The reason I say all this is because they're saying that if you can have, if you can tokenize an image or a sound bite or a meme or whatever, uh-huh. and that's actually like a tokenized version of whatever it is, and it can be like in a wallet. Some people have said that you could do that with like a deed. Yeah. Like a deed to a property. Okay. And then nobody can take that away from you because it's tokenized and it's in your crypto wallet address. That's now, what's going to happen in Florida. There's a home. This is, I'm assuming this is going to be the first one, but there's going to be a home that's going to be sold as an NFT. I was going to try to make a point about, and I had to remember the name of it. I actually had to Google the name of the, the tulip crisis in Holland. Do you know I about that? I have no that? idea. So they had tulip markets. And, uh-uh. Prices got inflated way up, On and then tools. it all yeah okay, and then it all came crashing down. And this all feels a lot like that to me. Oh, does it? Yeah, okay. I mean, just from what I learned, like you know, <laughs> whatever it was, like two hundred two economics in oh, college. You're saying that NFTs seem like a bubble, yeah. And at some point, I think I'm with you. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think that yes, when you have you when you have like popular internet memes that are being sold as NFTs right. for hundreds of thousands or sometimes millions of dollars. Right. It seems like a bubble to me too. Now, and if I bought a popular meme, anytime you use it, I could come to you and go, you're either going to pay me for this or you're going to take it down. Well, see, that's the thing because, I mean, people use these memes on social media all right, the time. Right, all the time. So maybe if it's, maybe if you're doing, making like a t-shirt, maybe then you can come to them and say, I need a maybe cut. Maybe making a revenue but, off of the image. But yeah, because I thought that too. Like, What's going to stop anybody from just screenshotting yeah, and using whatever yeah. and using that image? No, however, no. yeah, I've thought about that too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, back. So they're going to sell a house. Okay. NFTs. They they very well may be a bubble. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of seems that way to me too. Sure. But that said, it does seem like that's the future, and this is going to be a home that's going to be bought and sold as an NFT. Okay. Okay. Well. Good luck to them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Uh, you know, I'm looking through this uh, this story here because we, we've talked about it so much already. It says that uh, this is a four-bedroom home in Gulfport, Florida, a California-based real estate technology company, Propy, that's P-R-O-P-Y, will mint the property rights into a digital token and then host an online auction with bids starting at $650,000. $650,000. So, but think of it this way. Like, you can pay $650,000 for an NFT and you've got nothing but, like, a digital picture in your wallet. Right, of a deed. Or I you guess. can buy this, this NFT and you've got a half a million dollar house in Florida. Sure. Gulfport, okay. Florida. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Minting property rights into an NFT would allow owners to sell a home as quickly as a Venmo transaction, because I guess you just sell that NFT and you hand over the keys to whoever buys it, right? Yeah, I wonder how that works with capital gains tax. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm just interested, like if the, if the property appreciates, you know, then, yeah. then you're going to make something. And what if you don't roll it over into a like? Like kind purchase, mm-hmm. what happens then? Well, technology tends to move faster than legislation. Sure, yeah, and taxes <laughs> and all that. I mean, yes. this may be a great workaround. Well, you know, well, well, how long did we go before we start started having to pay tax for online purchases? 
Oh, a very long time. I remember back in like the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, it was a while, while Any West. big purchase I yeah. wanted to make, I made online because that was quite a good yes. pay income tax. Unless you were buying it in California. Or not income tax, but sales tax. Like California caught on real quick. They caught on quick. Well, they ain't going to let a dollar <laughs> no. get by without getting a cut of it. But everywhere else, you can buy it and sell it and do whatever. No taxes. It was amazing. It was. The good old days of the internet. <laughs> anyway, Christopher... Valakis, a real estate agent and virtual reality expert, described a trans- the transaction as essentially just selling a company and a company that owns a house. There could also be challenges given to the volatility of cryptocurrency, and it's not yet clear if the value of a house tied to an NFT would be affected by the crypto market. I guess we will find out, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah. That's a real thing to look at, too. You know, mm-hmm. like if you put it in, whatever, like if you were to sell this house for Bitcoin, and the Bitcoin goes to zero. Well, then you're just... Then is the value of your house zero? I would think not, though. You know? Well, if somebody can buy it for that, though... Well, somebody... It could, would, it but would, what if somebody would come in and go, well, I'll give you $100,000 cash for it. Right. And then you're like, well, I guess it's worth $100,000 cash. It would seem... And again, I don't know this, because I'm certainly no expert. I'm just a idiot sure. guy who works in a tire factory. But it would seem to me that the NFT being tied to a physical asset might protect the pro- the value of the NFT. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that all this cryptocurrency is like, <laughs> is over my head, and I'm scared of it. And I will I, say this, though. I think that's the future because— Well, of course it is because that's the like one-world monetary system the devil's <laughs> been trying to get us on since the beginning of time. But it's not one-world monetary system. It's like, yet. It's like yet. 500 worldwide yet. monetary sure, systems. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. But do you think it's not going to condense and consolidate? I don't over time. I have no idea. I don't think it will though. Oh yeah. Let, let, it 100% will. Listen, okay, listen to this. I don't know what the future is going to hold. But me and you, we think of everything as far as value is 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 dollars, right? We think of everything sure. in the value of dollars. Yes. That is actually historically speaking a very recent thing. That caught on after the Civil War. Yeah. Because like back in the day, if you wanted to buy something, you had to have something that somebody else wanted. It was very much a barter type of system. Yes. And banks, say you were a old prospector and you found a big old huge chunk of gold somewhere and you took it down to the bank, they would they would buy that gold and they would issue their own money. Mm-hmm. Like imagine going to your local bank and they had their own money. Sure. And it was worth it was supposed to be worth so much gold right. that they had in their treasury. And so the Federal Reserve did that for a long time too. <laughs> yes. They're called silver certificates and all that. Yes. All that went away. Uh-huh. And the value of money is only what the government says it is now. It's all backed by Not corporate necessarily. Debt. Not necessarily. It's also got the petrol dollar involved in it. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Which old ninety dollars a barrel for the first time in forever. Gas price is about to go through the roof. Just everybody get ready. <laughs> I mean, I'm just letting everybody know. The, but the point but you, is, the good I, thing is, I you can, can see in the future. I think we're going to go back to all this. Well, hey, this currency, I've, I can trade you. I can, you know, I've got this. You want to buy it? Well, I'll take this much Bitcoin or this much Ethereum sure. or this much whatever. Amazon. Yes. What if Amazon was to mint their own cryptocurrency? I don't know. And hey, you can pay $10 for this thing, for this Chinese whatever on Amazon. But I tell you what, we'll sell it to you for $8 if right. you buy in Amazon bucks or well, whatever. Dude, Cole's cash been on this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> 
I think we're headed back to that. I, I, my recommendation as a rich person is to own as much physical gold and silver as you can. All right, <laughs> right. That that will always be mine. What, what because would you I say don't about know what the you gold can use. Market crashing though. Well, I don't know that the gold market will crash in the effects of what we've seen out of cryptocurrencies. The volatility out of cryptocurrencies right. is much more steady, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but I, okay, I haven't taken a look at current gold prices, okay. but I've heard other experts say that gold is not increasing in value the way it used to. No, it's definitely not. It's like really stagnant right yes, now. Yes, it is. Okay. Now, silver silver's a little different. Mm-hmm. Silver's a poor man's gold anyways. So that's mainly what I own. Gold's <laughs> expensive. Right. So, but you can get silver for a reasonable price right now. Mm-hmm. So that's all I would say. I don't keep it at my house where somebody comes and robs me. Okay, I have it buried in a <laughs> have it buried in a secure location Fast somewhere. Someone, <laughs> <laughs> only two people know where my yeah. precious metals are. Okay, my precious metals are copper or jacketed lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I, all I know is I don't. If I own Bitcoin, I don't know where I can use it at outside of the dark web, and I have no need. <laughs> To buy another child, right? right? What can I do with Bitcoin in my everyday life? Well, as far as use, like like you're talking about, you can't go down to Walmart right. and buy something with Bitcoin. Right. But you can, if you're on an exchange, you can exchange it for fiat. Okay. So it, it's like any investment. Like you would- Yeah, I know. Like you buy it or appreciate like you can you buy some it. Bitcoin yeah. and then it goes up and then you want to use some. Well, you would just exchange some of your Bitcoin for fiat. Right. And then you transfer that back to your bank. Gotcha. It's it's a very uh, long and drawn out thing right now, but mm-hmm. there are some exchanges that have debit cards where you can just you just sell it for yeah. fiat and you Gets, load up your debit, debit card, card and you just go spend it. Somebody that hacks day. that debit card, steals all your profits. <laughs> okay, just all like right. your regular debit sure, card, just like a regular debit <laughs> yes. card. Okay. Well, let's talk about witchcraft, Tiny. Or I know, <laughs> I know you're a big fan of witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> A pastor holds a bonfire to burn uh, witchcraft books like, quote unquote, Twilight. Oh, man. I would have thought that this was a story from the 1930s (laughs) until you said books like Twilight. (laughs) No. A far-right pastor hosted a book-burning event uh, encouraging parishioners to toss books like Harry Potter and Twilight into a fire to denounce what he described as demonic materials. So this is Pastor Greg Locke. You know Pastor Greg Locke? I don't. Oh, he's big on social media. I will say this. He would fit in well (laughs) around here. Now, he's the head pastor at Global Vision Bible Church, and he held a book-burning event Wednesday night and urged followers to burn evil garbage like young adult fantasy books, tarot cards, voodoo dolls, and crystals. Crystal's got to be hard to burn, I would think. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's got to be a hot fire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, bring all your Harry Potter stuff, he said. Laugh all you want, haters. I don't care. It's witchcraft 100%, Locke said in an Instagram post Monday. All you Twilight books and movies, that <laughs> mess is full of spells, demonism, shape-shifting, and occultism. Well, now, I would love to, which I don't have any Twilight stuff. If I did, I would love to burn it as well, but it's because yeah. it sucks. It's not because <laughs> I don't I think it's going to possess my children. All right. Uh, 
I'm gonna peel back the curtain here. Deidre loves vampires, right? <laughs> right. Like she loves all, <laughs> any kind of vampire stuff there is. So she went. She never read the Twilight books, but because uh, she doesn't read, weirdly enough, she's super smart and never reads. But she watched the movies. Mm-hmm. Let me say they were horrible. Because, <laughs> but when Twilight came out, the weirdest thing, like. Middle-aged women, not my wife. She didn't see them in the movie theater because we're too cheap to pay to go to the movies. <laughs> right. But uh, but like middle-aged women would like line up at the movie theater and cheer and all that and talk about how hot these vampires were. And I'm like, they're teenagers. If <laughs> if it were dudes doing this for girls, it would be the weirdest, creepiest thing in the world. You know. Well, that's just the double standard in our society. Well, children. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, churchgoers hurl books and hurl books and other items deemed associated with witchcraft into a massive bonfire on the church's parking lot in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. The burning begins about an hour into the live stream, so you can still find the live stream if you want mm-hmm. to. Uh, at least one counter protester claimed to throw a Bible into the flames. Uh, Nashville scene reported. We have a constitutional right and a biblical right to do what we're going to do tonight, Locke said in the live stream video. We have a burn permit, but even without one, a church has a religious right to burn occultic materials that they deem are a threat to their religious rights and freedoms and belief systems. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's got a point. Uh, this is not the first time Locke has made headlines. The pastor has been permanently banned from Twitter for spreading COVID vaccine misinformation. <laughs> oh, the horror. It's not that difficult to get a Twitter banned these days, though. That's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> he needs more cred than that. He said uh, that he described the vaccine as sugar water. Uh, and said that he would turn away. Now you hate to hear a pastor say this. Next little bit is he's not. Is he saying it's literally sugar water, or is he just trying to say that this is a placebo? Well, I don't. It it's not really what it, it is. It just says quote sugar water. But then this okay. next part is a little alarming. And said that he would turn away churchgoers if they wore a mask to a service. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't seem like just we like, want our pastor just saying. like Jesus said. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come to me, all ye heavy laden, unless you're wearing a mask. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he called the Tennessee governor, who's a Republican, by the way, a coward, a noodle, and a waffler for signing <laughs> an executive order that would allow the National Guard to assist overwhelmed hospitals during a COVID outbreak. How dare he call me a noodle? <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyways, people, of course, went crazy on... Twitter calling, you know, putting pictures of like Nazis burning books up side Which by side of this. Probably what he wanted, right? I would imagine. Like all so. these people doing this, is probably exactly what he wanted. Now we alluded to this the other day, last or when we recorded last week or last month, the Tennessee school board voted to remove Mouse, which is a Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel about the Holocaust, from its eighth grade reading list over profanity and nudity. Okay. Because we know eighth graders never cuss and know nothing about people getting naked. <laughs> oh, anyways, that comes on the heel of heels of that. So mm-hmm. just checking on our Tennessee brothers and sisters, everything okay up there. I know the balls haven't been good for a while. Is this y'all lashing out at the world or something? I'm not familiar with the German book Mouse. Yeah. So this is a graphic novel. I don't I've never read it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's just kind of a uh Has it got mouse nudity in it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Or is it a bunch of mice fixing to get, 
you know, gassed. I think it's probably, uh, considered it deals with the Holocaust, it's probably along those lines. Right. It's probably not like mice doing <laughs> untoward <laughs> things. It's not as erotic as yes. it's been advertised. Look, it's not two, ra- uh, two rats screwing <laughs> in a wool sock in the middle of July, okay? <laughs> I don't think it's that. Uh but anyways, uh, I would just say at our church, we have never burned books that I'm aware of. <laughs> but we would totally be into this. <laughs> I could see. I remember, you, I mean, you know who who was all against Harry Potter when it came out. Do you, you know, our Sunday school teacher at the time. Okay, yeah. No, he hated now, Harry I, Potter. I remember Harry Potter was on the downtrend yeah. when I started going to Carol's Oh, Creek. buddy, he hated okay. Harry Potter. I mean, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Oh, I could see. Doesn't strike me as a guy yeah. who would who would be digging Harry Potter. I've never seen any Harry Potter or mm-hmm. read any Harry Potter, uh, so I don't know if it's devil worshiping or not. But right. I, my kids have read it, and they hadn't started casting spells or anything that yet, you know of. That I know of, <laughs> and they've seen all the movies. Quick question: uh, Do I get to ha- keep my Tolkien yeah, like Lord right. of the Rings? I don't. How come that, that gets a pass? Because he was a Christian. <laughs> I don't know. Look, what are we doing letting Star Wars around? That's a bunch, that's just space that's space witches and wizards right there. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Well, I believe okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to get, you know, canceled for this later if I was <laughs> wrong about this. But I think George Lucas did say that uh Star Wars was he- like the force and stuff was heavily influenced by Eastern philosophy. There and, you go. And so that's all you need. Let's burn, bring your DVDs, DVDs down to the church. You don't need them because you can get them on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, in, I'm in general, I, I'll just not even in general, I'm anti-book burning altogether. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's, there's really any need for that. But, you know, whatever floats this dude's boat, I'm sure. Cause he got huge. He was one of those. I'm in my truck ranting about whatever's <laughs> wrong in the world. Right. And he got huge doing that on Facebook. And I'm sure this is just some more clout chasing on his part on the internet. And there are probably people everywhere. that are like, heck yeah, Harry Potter is mm-hmm. a devil. And then they just subscribe and, Donate to his Patreon or whatever. His Patreon. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Buy his NFTs, whatever he's doing. <laughs> like, that's, and if that's his hustle, that's his hustle, you know. Right. But I don't like the. Uh, I really it makes me question him when he's like, "I don't want you coming to my church if you got a mask on." You know mm-hmm. that that kind of puts all the other stuff in a weird light to me. It sounds like. That would be something you would say to tr- in order to try to grab headlines. And yeah, to maybe get attention. Maybe and, because, it, and that may be taken out of context or something yeah. too. Which I mean, but I mean, we've we've seen this with the rise of social media. You don't have to necessarily have the world fall in love with you if you can get half the world to hate you. Then yeah. the other half is going to support you. Exactly. Yeah. So no, yeah, that's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, so if or you're whatever. like a nobody, but you can go online and say all these things and just get a whole bunch of attention, you can yeah. get a whole you can get a whole bunch of people to come to your book burning. Yeah. Simply right. because you're controversial. Sure. Yeah. i I bet you they took up all from while they were there. <laughs> I guarantee you they did. <laughs> and then threw that in the fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, John. Well, how about this? State police arrest a man who has been accused of stealing a bobcat in the Poconos. Okay. 
What's the Poconos? Uh, they are mountains okay. in southern New York. All right. Uh, the, my only reference for it was when they were talking about it Pennsylvania. The <laughs> yeah. It may be southern New York and Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Well, this comes from Monroe County. State police arrested a man accused of stealing a bobcat in the Poconos. Troopers say the man, Simon Levitt, showed up to an animal farm Friday morning. And animal farm, that's another good book to throw sure. in fire. Oh, yeah, we definitely, <laughs> definitely need to get that one in the fire. 1984, too. Let's just get the whole Orwell collection. <laughs> Snatched up the 22-year-old bobcat named Blanche. On the way to his car, police say that he struggled with the animal and then stuffed it into his trunk before driving away. State police arrested Levitt after a traffic stop and recovered the bobcat, and the bobcat is now back at the farm. She's being checked out to make sure she wasn't hurt. Levitt now faces charges for burglary, theft, open lewdness. Okay. So, well, I wish they'd be a little bit more specific on what happened there. Well, I would say, like... You don't want a lot of dangling stuff around a bobcat. I mean, like, we know how cats will chase like a piece of string or whatever. Like, yeah. like, that seems like a recipe for disaster. Uh, also, animal cruelty and uh, game law violations. Okay. I got to say, it's impressive that this dude managed to just grab a bobcat with his bare hands I agree. and I wrestle agree. it into his trunk. That is that is impressive. <laughs> that, is a, that is a white trash Olympic medal. You He's know. quite the cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was like, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> yeah. I think he was like, get in that trunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gave no. I mean, okay. I know that I'm personally, I'm not a cat person. I know that there are a lot of people who are cat people. I own a cat yeah. with a bobtail. Well, yeah, but. I can't, I, it's hard for me to see liking a cat so much that you're going to go steal it. No, I agree. Yeah. A, a bobcat, for real, though. You know, right. I, a house cat, I can wrap my brain around because uh-huh. you can usually get them at arm's length and they can't do nothing to you. Get them by the nape of the neck, catch hold them. them out. Yeah. If you I mean, can I don't catch know them. if you've ever chased a cat. Yeah. But a bobcat ain't no joke, man. Those yeah. things are kind of big. I don't know. And seem kind of mean. Hmm. Um, Let's talk about Nick Cannon. You're a big Nick Cannon fan since his days on Wild and Out, right? Uh, my reference for Nick Cannon was when he was on Chappelle's show. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact about me, I've seen the Nick Cannon movie Drumline probably about 48 <laughs> times. That is not a joke. I can recite it word for word. He's married to Mariah Carey, right? Not anymore. Oh, not anymore. No, they've been broke up for a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, that just shows how with it yeah. <laughs> current I am. I had an apartment in college that didn't have any cable TV, and my mother-in-law videotaped Drumline off of Showtime Mm -hmm. on a VHS and gave it to me so I would have something to watch. And I just watched it over and over (laughs) and over and over again. Do you still have it? Uh, Probably somewhere. (laughs) Because I've never seen Drumline. (laughs) Do you have a VHS player? No. (laughs) I won't. All right, let me put this call out to the Earth Oddity to the oddites. Yes. My wedding v- video is on VHS. We don't have any way to watch it anymore. I need to get it converted to another medium. You know, okay. I'm afraid of DVDs because eventually they're not going to be around anymore. <laughs> so I need to know what to do and I need someone else to do it to me. And most importantly, <laughs> or do it to the video. <laughs> Do it to the video, and most importantly, I need it to be free, okay? Right. 
So just get with me, you know, holler at me and let me know who will do that for me. What you need is an MP4 video file yeah. on a hard drive that you then upload to the cloud. Sure. Right. Yeah. Something like that. I just <laughs> yes. host it on YouTube or whatever. You know, like I don't yeah. care. They don't delete anything. Just, yeah, they're they're going to take my wedding video. The crazy thing is, you know, the guy who did my wedding video, yes. Brandon Perry, uh-huh. right? In the opening credits, we always <laughs> called him Nubs. Uh, yes. Everybody knows Nub. All right. <laughs> he, he put, you know, the wedding of John and Deidre, mm-hmm. but he spelled Deidre's name D-E-I-B-R-A, so it's D-Bra instead of Deidre. <laughs> At least the I wasn't like a hyphen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and it's a doozy. I mean, it's it's like any other Brandon Perry produced joint, you know, <laughs> like he's Spike Lee or something. Yes. And so it's everything you can imagine, just like, Channel 8 in Fed, Alabama was. It's exactly <laughs> like that. But I would like to have a copy of it that I could watch and my children could watch one day and all of that. Because yeah. it was a very important day in our lives and in the life of our family. So they need to be able to experience that. Mm-hmm. So I need to know what to do. And I would like to have it done by March 23rd this year so I can show my wife because that's my anniversary. Okay. okay. All right. No, I'm coming in a little late. So when these people... <laughs> I believe there's an online service called Legacy Box. I don't want to pay anything. <laughs> I want it to be free. Okay. okay. I need someone to do this. Do out you of have that. a VCR? I have. I don't have a VCR. Okay. Now the cheap solution would be buy a VCR and mm-hmm. and watch it on it whenever you want to. But eventually, nobody's going to make VCRs, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So that that option's going to run out. I'm holding out hope that VHS makes a comeback okay. the same way records did. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you're right. I don't know. Hipsters are like, movies are so much better when you hear the crackle and the hiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she, now Dater just texted me. Uh, she just wondered where I was. Okay. Let's talk about Nick Cannon. Okay. Nick Cannon issues an apology to the five mothers of his children. What did he say? Nick Cannon has issued an apology to the mothers of his children for his part in any pain or confusion regarding his most recent baby announcement. So he's got five kids. He just announced he's having his sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he wouldn't was he wasn't supposed to do that for the other baby mamas or well, jealous. I'm, he said, uh, the he's four- splitting up child support payments between the six of them instead of the five of them. Yeah. He's, yeah. That, I don't, I don't know how many of them are with the same women, but I know he's got a few different baby moms. Okay. Which not uncommon in today's world. <laughs> right. You know, some people like to spread it around. You know, I work with a guy. He's got, I think, six kids. Oh, yeah. With like, I don't know, four or five different women. Yeah. It seems like a lot to keep up with. Yeah. You know, As about, I want to say, like, I think it was, Two or three years ago, he like met a fourteen year old son. He didn't know he existed. Oh wow! Until he was fourteen and come looking for him. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> he says, "I wish to always protect and respect the privacy of the mothers of all my children. I really want to be sincere, whether that's someone who is new or someone who has had my child. I have much admiration for everyone in my life, and I believe I failed to do so on Monday." 
Um, he announced that he would be welcoming a baby boy with model Brie Tessie. She used to date Johnny Manziel, by the way. <laughs> so she can pick him. Yeah. <laughs> On Monday's episode of the Nick Cannon Show, uh, less than two months after losing his infant son, Zen. So he had a two months ago had a kid pass away. And now, now was, was that with Tessie or I, no? I don't think so. Okay. I think that was with, with somebody else. Huh. He said, I misspoke and probably went too much into detail on Monday expressing my feelings, and it felt like I was making some comparatives when talking about the passing of my son, Zen, and then also talking about the new child that I'm expecting. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to do that because those are two completely separate moments of my life. They both deserve respect. Now, I agree with that. Um, But also, you know, like when you're grieving, sometimes – you just say stuff that doesn't make sense. So that may be part of it as well. I say stuff that doesn't make sense sometimes just anyway. True. I'm in a constant state of grief over just the human that I am. So <laughs> I feel like that should excuse everything for me. Uh, it was a lot going on. And I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know what to say. So I was probably talking too fast and I misspoke. I know I can do better when dealing with delicate and sensitive discussions. Um, Zen at five months, uh, passed away after he was diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor. Um, uh, grieving is a process each and every day. He said, I know it seems awkward because people are trying to do the timing and all that. None of that matters. We lost a child and it is still a sincere and real situation. He continued. I love her. I love my son Zen and I always will. And I'm going to love my new child. So, in addition to Zen and his unborn son, Cannon is also a dad to 10-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, who he shares with ex-wife Mariah Carey. Okay. Uh, Golden, who is four, and a powerful queen, who is one, with uh, Brittany Bale. Wait, a powerful queen is... That's one of his kids' names. That's the name. Yes, powerful queen. Okay. Yes. Uh, And seven-month-old twins... Zion Mixolydian and Zillion Hare, Zillion Air, sorry, uh, who he shares with DJ Abby De La Rosa. Ugh. I'm a responsible human being and I take full responsibility for everything I must say. I sincerely apologize to everyone involved for an extra pain and confusion that I may have caused. Now, I, I mean, I'm sure he's responsible. I can't get past. I mean, I guess you got that Nick Cannon money. You can name your kids yeah, what right. you want to name them. Yeah, rich people Tara, name their kids crazy stuff all the time. Tara wouldn't let me name my son Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, people. I mean, even broke people name their kids weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But rich people, it seems, just they go like, uh, "Who's the person who has a kid named Apple?" Oh, that's a Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, Apple. And then uh, your boy, Elon Musk, kid, whatever its <laughs> name was. X Ashe 12. Yeah. Like <laughs> when you get rich, you just you lose common sense. You know, <laughs> yeah. nobody's naming their kids Thomas. You know, <laughs> like why would you name your kid that? Let's right. give them something. But you can put numbers yeah. in their name. <laughs> sure. Yes. And like, uh, you know, algebra symbols or whatever, trigonometry <laughs> symbols in their 
in their name. You that's have cool. a math degree just to write your <laughs> yes, name. Yes, that's right. Like, how's your social security card going to work? You know? I would love to be a fly on the wall when that kid has the conversation with old Papa Elon. What does my name mean? Yeah. And he, like, pulls out the big old giant chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, like, it ain't nothing new. Frank Zappa named his kids Dweezel. Ahmed, which is uh, a normal name, right? And uh, and then Moon Unit, Moon Unit, yes, that's a great uh, one. That's his daughter's name. <laughs> There's nothing new. People, rich people, have been doing this for a long time. So, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Nobody names their kid John anymore. John is the one of the most solid names in the history of humanity, <laughs> and people are just running away from it. Yeah, I don't get it because they want to be different. Of course, I didn't name any of my kids John. But there's only one John in this house. And that's the way it's going to stay, okay? Uh, unless someone named John. Well, my unless, hopes are that my children... John will, number two or John number three come over to visit. My, my hopes... Well, yeah, unless another John comes over. But I want to be the only John Law until my kids have another kid and they decide to name it John Law okay. because I'm a great father and a way to honor me. I feel like that'll mean more. Right. Yeah. Well, John, one thing that you like is McDonald's. Love it. You love it. I'm loving it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what do you think about the new fan-created menu hacks? I don't know about a fan-created menu hack. Okay, well, McDonald's fans have for a long time been creating menu hacks, like using hash browns as a bun, but now the chain is putting some of them on the menu. Okay. Beginning January 31st for a limited time, McDonald's will sell four menu hacks popularized by its biggest fans. It's the first time ever that McDonald's has sold, air quotes here, hacks by name, which have become prominent on social media platforms such as TikTok. Okay. They can be ordered via the new menu hack section on the McDonald's app. I'm assuming you have the app. I don't have an app. <laughs> I do have a Dollar General app, but I don't yeah. have a McDonald's app. <laughs> Dollar General has an app. Oh, you don't know about the Dollar General app? I don't know the Dollar Dude, General Dude, you are app. leaving deals on the table. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, you can look it up. Anything you want. They got coupons they give you. Dollar General pickup. You don't even know about Dollar General I pickup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Man. I'm a, I'm deep into Dollar General culture. I am ashamed of myself that I didn't know this. <laughs> Dollar General's taking over the world, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I don't even want to talk about these menu hacks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, here's the thing that's got some people riled up: uh, self assembly is required for uh-huh. each hack because McDonald's will sell the ingredients separately. But they're not going to put them together for you. The chain has said that this is half the fun, uh, and it's also easier and faster for the employees. It sounds to me like it's just a way for McDonald's to more efficiently sell this by having you put it together yourself. I know that McDonald's is, um, they have very concrete systems in place. You know, their lines are configured in a certain way and all that. So all these hacks probably would cause people to take a few extra steps and mm-hmm. all that. And McDonald's ain't going to allow all that. So they're just going to put it in a bag and, and you say, put, put it, it together. together your yeah. dang self. Right. You want a hash brown burger? Here you go. Here's <laughs> here's two hash browns and a patty. You want to know what the four hacks are? Yeah, sure. I do. Okay. Number one. Hack number one. Hash brown McMuffin. Okay. It's a breakfast only exclusive. This order combines a sausage McMuffin 
and a hash brown for an extra crunch. So I guess it's just a sausage McMuffin with hash browns. With hash browns okay. on it. Sounds okay. Good. That sounds all right. It's aggravating that I got to put it together myself. I'm not a McMuffin <laughs> fan. Yeah. You know, out of their breakfast I prefer, stuff. Which I'm a Southern boy. I prefer biscuits. Yeah, I like a biscuit. Yeah. I like a bacon, egg, and cheese really is my go-to at McDonald's for breakfast. I like the sausage biscuit, but that's because you can usually get two for $3. You yeah. used to get them for a dollar each. Oh, yeah. They did away with that. Yeah, they had inflation, baby. I know. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. <laughs> Ruining my breakfast over here. <laughs> Hack number two. Crunchy Double. It is an order of six-piece chicken nuggets, and but then you insert them into a double cheeseburger. Okay. so I can dig that. <laughs> Hack number three, land, air, and sea. This sandwich combines a chicken sandwich, a Big Mac, and a filet of fish all on one bun. Oh, I don't like that. You know what? I would love to try it, but again, I got to put it together myself. <laughs> I want to get it in one of those little boxes, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the last hack, hack number four, is the surf and turf. This puts together a cheeseburger and a filet of fish, and it is only available on the app uh, or through delivery. So, oh yeah, not one for you, John. No, no, <laughs> I, I'm I'm an order in person type guy. McDonald's experimented with this idea last year with the egg McMuffin, but didn't put the hacks on the menu or the app. Other chains have started to put hacks on their menu, including Dunkin', which once sold an iced coffee created by TikTok star Charlie De- D'Amelio. Have no idea who that. You know who that is? No, uh, I don't. Well, they're a TikTok star. Okay, so I'm on. You TikTok. should know. <laughs> you should know. I'm not on the Charlie D'Amelio side of TikTok. <laughs> Starbucks had a limited test last summer that allowed customers to order two custom beverages through Facebook or Instagram. And the Cheesecake Factory, uh, that's probably, that's more your your type of establishment. Right? I've never been to the Cheesecake Factory. Ever. Okay. Ever. I don't, I'm not a big cheesecake fan, number one. But well, I, you may not be a cheesecake fan, but I thought you would appreciate paying $9 for a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, anyway, they sell a Louisiana chicken Caesar salad, which is popular on TikTok. Okay. McDonald's recently said that in the three months ended September 30th, sales at global restaurants open at least 13 months jumped 12.7% compared to the same period last year, in part because of the buzz around its high-profile promotions. The company reports fourth quarter earnings this Thursday. Okay. So... I mean, good for McDonald's, giving the people what they want. I don't <laughs> and see making Chick-fil-A them, doing and this. And making them put it together their dang self. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of the fun. <laughs> so much fun. Yes. Uh, now, people that are going to do that will then in turn be making jokes next January about where's my W-2 from McDonald's for putting together <laughs> my hash brown McMuffin. Yes. You know? <laughs> Uh, well, good for McDonald's. There is a 30-count chicken nugget that is not on the menu at Chick-fil-A that they will make for you if you order it, according to Thomas. Okay. Because he brought one home the other night. Nice. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, 30 nuggets. And I was like, do you just, is that like a catering order? He's like, oh, no, no, no. It's part of the menu. He's like, but we just it's don't. secret menu. He said that if you ask about what nugget counts they have, they have to say 30 count. Is like, but nobody really knows about it. They stop paying attention at mm-hmm. eight or twelve or whatever. 
Well, I know that uh, they sell platters, right? Yes. Okay, so, but this isn't a platter. No, it comes in a box. Because I guess platters probably start off at something like 50 or yeah, something. Yeah, I would okay. imagine. I have no idea. All I know is that boy sat there and ate 30 chicken nuggets like it wasn't <laughs> nothing. I mean, just tore them down. Just just went nuts on Did he have any sauce with him? Oh, no. I don't think he did. No sauce. No, he doesn't right. like... Thomas is weird. He's got weird taste buds. He doesn't eat a lot of anything. So he loves chicken but nuggets. he likes though. chicken nuggets. He loves some chicken nuggets. <laughs> we go to Mexican restaurants. He orders chicken nuggets. That's just him. I will admit, I could go for 30 nuggets right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Sunday. You ain't getting them. Uh, well, home, a Home Depot boat... <sighs> Jeez, come on, John. A Home Depot employee has been arrested for swapping store cash with counterfeit bills for years, Hmm. authorities say. This is from Tempe, Arizona. An employee is facing a federal charge after authorities say he repeatedly took cash from the store and replaced it with counterfeit currency before depositing it, it in the bank, according to a criminal complaint. According to the Secret Service, big friends with the Secret Service, by the way, which my agent has retired. I don't oh, know if I no. Meant, yeah, he's retired. Special Agent Jim Holcomb? Yeah. We had somebody else try it again, and I was like, I know just the man to call, and he's <laughs> daggum retired. Dadgummit. Adrian John Pendea, a vault employee at the store who is responsible for counting cash and preparing for a deposit, has been arrested, according to the Secret Service. He's accused of ordering counterfeit bills from Amazon, swapping them with money. (laughs) You can buy counterfeit bills on Amazon? I guess you can get anything. Dad, go. I figured that would be a wish purchase. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Swapping them with money taken from store cash registers and sealing them in bags for transfer to the bank, according to the complaint. Uh, he said uh, the complaint said that he admitted to switching the real money with fake bills in an interview with Secret Service agents. Never, ever admit. <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh, yeah, right here. I, I just went to Amazon and I typed in counterfeit money and it comes right up here. Limited time deal, $11.89. It'll give you a uh, play money that looks real prop money. Uh, they'll give you $3,760 for $11.89. Oh, wow. Dang. Uh, between you're not ever <laughs> <laughs> so you're not ever around any any money over its pillar, are you? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I would not do it. Uh, which, see, yeah, of course, they would never let me touch money. <laughs> <laughs> Says between January 18th and January tw- 2020, January 2018. I'm having a stroke. Between January 2018 and January 2022, Home Depot recorded $387,000 in losses due to counterfeit notes in their bank deposits. Wow. Agencies, $5,000 in counterfeit curry and $5,300 in genuine currency during his arrest at Home Depot. According to the Secret Service, an additional $22,000 in genuine currency was recovered at his home when agents executed a search warrant. He was released on his own recognizance and is scheduled to appear in court Monday, according to court documents. So I would think the first deposit that comes up short because it's got counterfeit money in it, you go, hey, guys, Mm -hmm. are we not checking the bills back here in the vault? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, I must slip through. My marker ran out of ink or whatever. (laughs) Right. And then when it happens twice, then you got to go, all right, we're getting new people in the vault. You know, like we can't continually have counterfeit bills. Maybe through. this was a bigger operation than just him. Oh, well, I'm sure the CIA was in on it, right? <laughs> well, 
Well, I was thinking maybe like his bosses, maybe they were on the take. Oh. And that's why this kept going through. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I have no know. idea. I would not put my future in the hands of some low level employee. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, and also just since we're on the record, I, that was a joke that I made about <laughs> swapping money, do basically doing the same thing that this guy did. I would never order counterfeit money off Amazon and try to swap it for real money at sure. a place of business. Right. I would only do something way more innocent. Take it to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> You buy drugs with it, okay? <laughs> then you sell those drugs for real money. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Can I use counterfeit money to buy NFTs? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. That is the real question. We all need to know. I will say when you boil it down, I think this counterfeit money and real money probably are worth about the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting that way, for yeah. sure. It's getting that way. Well, let's talk about something you could buy with real money. <laughs> and that's Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, bobcat, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own right there on the website. Now, if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, since we recorded only a few days ago, we don't have any voicemails this week. Okay. <laughs> that typically happens. Sure. But one thing that we do have fades, well, maybe not in spades, but we have some questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you would like to ask John questions yourself, you can join our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can head on over to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from the driver. Boneless or traditional wings? Uh, traditional wings. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, boneless wings are just chicken nuggets. Not that there's anything wrong with chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. but just call them by their proper name. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, listen... Boneless wings are fine. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to pay extra for them. And mm. uh, I like I like traditional wings just for Yeah. Me. You have to pay extra for boneless wings? Well, I, I know at, at B-Dubs you do. Oh, I don't. I rarely go out and order <laughs> chicken wings. So I've I never eaten at Buffalo Wild Wings. Ever? Ever. Okay. Well, I mean, it's now I'm not going to say it's like the end-all, be-all of chicken wings. It's yeah. no Sam Smokehouse. Yeah, so Sam Smokehouse, <laughs> of course, is the best. <laughs> Like me, you, and Chris know what we're talking about. Oh, I want some Sam's right now. Yeah. Oh, me man. too, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> Dadgummit. <laughs> Why can't I get 50 wings right now? Oh, it'd be great. 
They're so good. Our next question comes from Stan. What is the mathematical equation of a container of mixed nuts? Well, it's about 90% of peanuts. Okay. It is. <laughs> There's about maybe 2% pecan, 3% almonds, um, probably 3% of those little uh those little small round nuts, whichever one those are, like what, <laughs> chestnuts, maybe they're not chestnuts. They're like, I can't remember what yeah, they're called. Tiny nuts. Yeah. And then they will put in one single Brazil nut uh-huh. in the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And we only call them Brazil nuts. Sure. That's the only name I've ever known them by. Yeah. I've they're never from heard them Brazil, called, aren't they? Never heard them called anything and else nothing, besides that. Ever. Yes. <laughs> All right. Which Brazil nut top tier best nut there is to me. I mean, there's one more better than that, but <laughs> top tier as far as my enjoyment goes. Yeah, there's one, and then there's Brazil nut. What yeah. about pistachios? I like a pistachio. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I like them already pre-shell. A lot of work. They, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. A lot of work for them. I like a walnut too. By the mm-hmm. way, love them. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of pecans. Oh yeah, I know that's heresy. No, nah, down here in Alabama, but I'm not a huge fan. Deidre doesn't like any nuts. Oh, none, none, none. She does not <laughs> like nuts at all. Likes peanut butter, yeah. but like if you make brownies and put nuts on them, she won't eat them. I'll eat them, but I would rather have them without nuts. Eat them she also. does not like nut at all. Yes. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from that's our Bobo. Have you ever experienced deja vu? I have experienced deja vu thousands of times in my life. Yes. Okay. Yes. Still do. Any specific stories or? I mean, like, there's a lot of them. I don't, I mean, like, there's one from when I was a kid and I was sitting in Pizza Hut in Fett and I looked at my plate mm-hmm. and I had two pieces of crust on it because this is when I was a kid. I didn't eat crust. And I, when I looked at that piece of crust, I was like, I have. I have looked at this before in my life. I was probably like nine years old. Still mm-hmm. remember it. But it happens all the time. I and usually it's like a, 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 I have a sense of impending doom when I have it. I okay. don't know why. It's like I've been here before. Something bad is going to happen. Yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, when I was little white trash tiny mm-hmm. growing up in his mobile home. Sure. I had a dream one night that I was at Kmart. And I was looking at, I guess, maybe bikes or bicycle parts. I was, I don't know what I was looking at, but I remember just looking up and seeing these two ladies standing over, like in the clothes, like talking about some dress or something that they pulled off the rack. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, we had to go to Kmart. And that happened. And I was looking at bicycle parts and I looked up and I see those same two women and they're like laughing and talking about this dress that one of them grabbed off the rack. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, it's stuff, weird stuff like mm-hmm. that. I always feel like something bad's about to happen though when it happens. Mm. I don't know. Our next question is Have you ever experienced deja vu? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from the driver. Okay, put on your life jacket because this one's deep. A young friend texted me the abbreviation YOLO, and I got to thinking. Do Hindus use that expression? That brought another thought. As a Christian, is eternal life a continuation of life or a whole new life? Also, if you are born again, does that now make your total life your what does that make your life total three? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about the Hindus. I would say I consider the afterlife to be a completely different life. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're going to be a different being. I mean, right. in a sense, you know, it, it 
we'll have a different understanding of things, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, on a different plane, we'll be outside of time and all that. So things will be different. It won't be like the same. So, and then a born again, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's, I don't know if that adds to your life total or not. I don't know. All I know is you must be born again. I mean, the Bible does say you're a new creation. That's right. You're a new man. Yeah. And all the things old, all fall away. Yeah. Yes. Right. So maybe yeah. you've died. A spiritual the person death. you are now yeah. is, is different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or check this out, John. Let's say we buy a ship, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to replace the deck and it needs a new anchor. And then if we go to sailing around and then we need like some new sails. So we ditch those and we get some new sails and we like replace the mast. And then at some point we need to get like a new rudder. So we swap that out. We get like a new one of those super cool like ship steering mm-hmm. wheels that you see on Gilligan's Island. Sure. After a while, we've replaced everything on the ship. Is that still the same ship or is that a new ship? No, I don't know. That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I felt when I actually had this conversation uh, last week with Shane. When I had the restaurant, there was a point there where I'd bought so much stuff. That I was like, I'm going to have a brand new restaurant for it's all over with. <laughs> you know, like new grills, new fridge, yeah, yeah. you know, new units for sandwich making and all that. Mm-hmm. New air conditioners. At some point, you're like, yeah. I don't have anything from the original place anymore, you know? So, I, I don't know. It is deep to think about. Because I, I, li- I was listening to an episode of Stuff You Should Know, and they were talking about, like, uh, the skeletal structure. And I don't remember what, how long it takes, but they said that, like, your bones are constantly regenerating. regenerating mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, like, other like old cells yep. are being shedded. That's right. So, like, over the course of your life, you have, like, a brand new skeletal system ever, every so, however many years or yeah. whatever. That makes sense. So yeah, you're not the person you are now yeah. that you were then. No, that's true. Yeah. Are know. you the same person? Well, I mean, does your physical body make you a person? Well, it, in a way it does. Yeah. But, but your consciousness mm-hmm. is what makes you. And what you. is consciousness? John? Well, no one can explain consciousness, but we know it exists. I know that I'm conscious. Right. You know that you're conscious, but you can't explain to me why you're conscious. No. So are you really even conscious? Are you just a figment of my consciousness? The hardcore scientific materialist would say that consciousness arises from the brain. Yes. But they have no reason for that happening. Right. And they can't explain that either. Right. So. And that's why I say animals don't have souls. (laughs) You know? Like, honestly, that's what it comes back to. Right. You know? Yeah. Like at some point, consciousness formed, mm-hmm. whether if you believe in God, it would be at the point of creation for us humans. If you don't, if you believe in a, a different worldview than that, it would probably be some evolutionary tool that came that gave us the ability to reason and survive and and understand things like I should apply a social code to my, you know, our group so mm-hmm. we can advance further and all that. I, I don't know. Consciousness is a weird thing, man. <laughs> yeah. It really is when you think about it. It's super deep. And like I said, nobody can explain it to anybody else, but I know that I'm conscious. Mm-hmm. So what if the rest of the world is just a figment of my consciousness and I'm all alone in the universe? Yeah, that's, that's uh, was it Rene Descartes who said, I think, therefore I am? Yes. He said, the only thing I can prove without a shadow of the doubt that exists is myself because I have the mental capability to question the existence of everything exactly. else. Exactly. Yes. I think, therefore, I am. Yes. You think, therefore, you are. Yeah. I do. I don't know about you. But yeah. if I think not, am I not? <laughs> I, don't, I think not. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you what. 
I got a teenager who doesn't think at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But he's definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> I woke him up four times to get ready for church this morning. And then when we got ready to leave, he was like, oh, I haven't got out of bed yet. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, you get to stay home, you know? <laughs> and I was like, but you'll be, I'll pay you back for this. Uh-oh. And I haven't seen him since I got, he's like hiding from me. No, <laughs> he, he didn't come downstairs to eat anything like that. So, well, that was a deep one. It really is. <laughs> Next question comes from a spicy boy. How do I go about getting a mattress sold to me by John Long? Uh, welcome to uh, our Northport store, 1940 Harper Road in Northport, Alabama, 35476. Walk inside, ask one of the people there to call me, and I will come up and I will sell you a mattress. Maybe. If I'm not. <laughs> I expected you to say, I'm not a salesman anymore. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> Look, man, it's all money, bro. You know, like if there's a sale yeah. out there, I want to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that's all you got to do. If I am not like in a meeting or, uh, you know, not uh, gone somewhere, then I will come up and I will help you. Yes. Okay. Our last question comes from Nicole. On a scale of botched Jesus tattoos, how are you feeling today? And she's got a <laughs> meme here. Okay. <laughs> of Jesus tattoos. <laughs> oh, Lordy. If you're not in the Discord, you should you should check this out. <laughs> that's a pretty amazing. Number six looks like Marilyn Manson. Um. <laughs> I'm really number one. I feel like that's a very pretty good representation. I like that it says, I've got your back on there, which Jesus <laughs> does. You know, he's got our back. Yeah. Doesn't mean nothing bad's going to happen, but like, you know, he for eternity, he's got our back. So, yeah, I'm probably number one. What about you? Tell me number six doesn't look like Marilyn Manson. It, it does kind of. Yeah. I would probably be about a three. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> that one looks like the Statue of Liberty, you know? <laughs> yeah. It looks like the Statue of Liberty as drawn by Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a tattoo guy, so I will never have a bad Jesus tattoo. <laughs> what if you get a Jesus tattoo and then you get to heaven and they're like, well, it yeah. It looks nothing like him. Yeah. They're like, yeah, man, no, you got white Jesus. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, hey, man, I was Hebrew. Yeah. What if in heaven there's a guy named Frank, and for some reason he looks like everyone's <laughs> tattoos, and so you get to heaven and everyone's like, "Oh, you got a Frank tattoo yeah. too? Oh, you guys know Frank too? <laughs> yeah, like that would be wonderful. Like, you know, like if I know that God has a sense of humor because we have a sense of humor. We're made in God's image, yeah. right? So that would be like a really cool joke to play. Would be like, okay, I'm gonna have Michelangelo and everybody depict me <laughs> as this guy right here, you know. <laughs> and then throughout eternity or, or throughout time here on Earth, that's everybody's image of Jesus is basically the same, yeah. you know. Long hair, got a beard, you know, slender guy. Got some good abs on the crucifix, you know? I mean, like, it worked out, definitely. What if in heaven, after you see Jesus, like, for real, and you know what he really looks like, there's just a line that goes on for miles outside, like, heaven's tattoo shop, people getting cover-ups? <laughs> I think it'd be like, you guys got to live with that for forever, you know? <laughs> That's what I would think. I don't know. Well, if I get in trouble for not having a Jesus tattoo, you're like, well, you didn't love me? You know, like you wouldn't get a tattoo? 
So I say I've got a cross. I don't have I don't have Jesus. That's good enough. Yeah, I would I say like I, you I could spin that. I didn't know what you looked like. Yeah, I want to. I, <laughs> I didn't want a tattoo of Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty certain what the cross looked like, so I got that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. I don't know. All right. Well, that'll do it for questions. One thing we need to do as this free show draws to a close is we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much for supporting what we do, and we would like to thank by name those who have joined at the 10 or above tier. And those fine people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWheel. That's right. We thank you so much for uh, supporting what we do. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you an extended show every week. It gets you the occasional exclusive patron show. And... It gets you access to a patrons-only Discord channel. That's right. If you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be more active in there. Well, we should probably. <laughs> I got some spicy memes. I should, should just start sharing them in there. <laughs> yeah. That is patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what we got coming up in the extension? I want to talk about a guy who's in jail for fighting over mayo. Okay. He's in jail for life, by the way. I am going to share another sad story about a DNA test gone wrong. Oh, man. When will it ever end? (laughs) I don't think it will. Yeah, I know. That's a good point. (laughs) If you could go back in time and halt somebody from inventing the home DNA test. Yes. (laughs) That would be a good one. If you're Sam Beckett and you can leap back in time, (laughs) (laughs) would would that benefit humanity? I think so. Yeah. I don't I, I don't get the sending off DNA to strangers anyways. Right. I mean, that's always kind of bothered me a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, and not not that I'm a conspiracy theorist or anything, but a little weird to be sending your DNA off to somebody. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We'll explore that in the patrons extension. Sure. Or I would rather be like Nick Cannon and just give my DNA to random women. <laughs> and then apologize. <laughs> and then apologize. Yes, for for announcing the birth of a new child right on the heels of the death of another child. Yes. <laughs> well, you got anything else? Uh, I just want to make a plea. Number one about my wedding video. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> He's not kidding. All right. My anniversary is March 23rd and it's our 20 year anniversary. And I don't know what to do for that. So I need ideas. If everyone could call, write, text, whatever, email ideas of stuff I can do for my wife, for our 20th anniversary, because I'm not a thoughtful person. I never have been ever in my life, and I need help so I can make this a special anniversary for her. Nice. So, All right. Any ideas, I'm open to them. Send them to me. So, and I mean, at the worst, I'm getting her a new weed eater, so she ought to be happy, you know. Save your best ideas for me, because no. we're 15 this well, year. But no, Tony, <laughs> like, no, but we can do the same thing. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Our wives don't talk. Yeah, like, our, Adita and Tara aren't like buddy buddies no, or anything, no. so they'll never know. They'll never know. Yeah. And I'm talking like uh, relatively inexpensive ideas here, too, you know. <laughs> like, we ain't going to Bermuda or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, 
we may go to Gallenberg or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we seriously discussed that the Get other the night. the same cabin you got. I think it burned down back in the fires. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that cabin's gone. Bummer. Yeah, it would be kind of special. I don't even remember who I rented it from, though. So, yeah. So, huh. somebody give me some ideas. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art, and I bothered to do it. And I forgot to put it up to, <laughs> well, for the past couple of weeks. I didn't even bother to do it this yeah, week. We're a little rushed this week. <laughs> that is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server where you can chat with us. Links in the show notes. And then we also have a phone number that you can call or text, like Monica. Shout out to Monica. She's been texting this week. All right. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, that number is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody has an excellent week. Earth ID for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, welcome to the patron extension. And I don't know that I have anything interesting to talk about. I tell you what, our consciousness question, that got deep. It does, because it's weird, you know? I, I didn't want to dive right back into it while we were discussing it, but like humor, yeah, that's another whole yeah. ball of wax. What do you think? This is I have an answer for this question I'm going to okay. ask you. What do you think the first thing that like Adam and Eve, so to speak, laughed at?